TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 459. I'm your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom, Executive Director of Screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yu Sun, a costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis, and I'm also in Los Angeles. <laughs> Since that's important this week, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) This is uh, Peter. I write for Why So Blue, and I live in Hollywood, which is in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) So it counts. (laughs) All right, let's start off with the news. First up, we had that. We already knew that Batman. Batman. Good lord, Batwoman. Batwoman. Was was going was Ruby Rose is leaving and the originally we thought that they were recasting the character of Kane Catherine Kane whatever her Kate name Kane. Yeah. Kate Kane so now the word has come out that it's not going to be recasting they're actually pushing the title of Batwoman to a new character uh, and so that could be interesting I'm not sure how they're going to explain that but. Or keep all the other characters who were relevant to Kate Kane to be relevant to this new character. I'm, or the connection, or the connection to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I have no idea how they're going to pull that off, but I'm slightly curious. I'm it's actually less. I'm actually less curious than I was before because I really wanted to see <laughs> how they recast the character and see if it would be cool. Now I'm like, mm, I don't know if I feel about a new character. Uh, but, okay, so the next piece of news is that Room 104 is to end at Season 4 on HBO. I never watched a single episode of that show, but it's apparently what a sci-fi it? antho- It's a sci-fi anthology on HBO that I didn't know about. Never even heard of it. Yeah. But it was In apparent- other news, there was a show called Room 104. <laughs> <laughs> so, but apparently since nobody's watching it, they uh, have canceled it. No um, big L.A. is lifting its production restrictions as of Monday. So, in theory, TV shows and movies can go back into production. Now, before you I get th- excited, thought... go ahead. Oh, no, um, it's the 12th. You're right. It's the 12th. Yeah, it's, it's fr- Friday, June yeah. 12th. Which is stupid because productions don't start on the weekend, but whatever. Uh, so, basically, it will be starting the following Monday. But before you get excited about it, uh, this really means nothing until... A studio actually decides to test it and see what happens when you get a hundred people close together trying to shoot a TV show or a movie. And a movie for you need about a hundred for a TV show. You need even more than that for a movie. So really hard to social distance in those. It's very hard to social distance. Yeah. So I even though he's lifted the restrictions, I don't know what's actually going to happen. So we'll keep you posted as I hear from around production and stuff and see if shows actually really go back to production. Like there's all these guys, I've gotten guidelines from my union. I've gotten all these guidelines on how I'm supposed to social distance, but I'm an editor or assistant editor and we just sit in a room and we can work from home. My boss already told me he's going to set me up from home. So my social distancing is taken care of, but I can't do anything until I get footage. So you can't really do the same thing on a set. I know, which is why I I'm watching this very carefully because depending on if we really get back in the groove and everybody gets back to work, yay! It's great. But I'm not I'm not assuming it's all over yet. Uh, uh Tom, you have news. <laughs> yes, the CW has acquired Patrick Dempsey's drama Devils to air this fall. It's a Wall Street set drama with traders and uh, traders, T-R-A-D-E-R. Oh, like financi- financial, financial traders. People. I was like, versus the ones you shoot in the, in the street. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's kind of a, um, he mentors a younger guy and I guess stabs him in the back of the younger guy, seeks revenge on him. Um, also from the CW, Maisie Richardson Sellers 
will not return for Legends of Tomorrow season six and exited in last week's finale. So well, that's she... so weird because uh, the woman who plays uh, White Canary, she's been trying to leave that show for like two seasons. Like, how well, is she it de- failing? It depends. It depends what contracts read, and also, um, Katie Lotz is number one on the call sheet. So yeah, <laughs> she, I... you know, okay. Uh, Freeform has pushed Gronish season 3B, the second half of season 3, till January because of the COVID. NBC's had a very bad week. Dick Wolf fired writer Craig Gore from Law & Order Organized Crime, the new Chris Maloney spinoff. For posting on social media, he was going to light up looters. And it it turned into a whole thing, which ended in him being fired from Law & Order, and Paradigm, his agency, also fired him. And then Gabrielle Union filed an official discrimination complaint to the state of California against America's Got Talent producers and NBC Entertainment chief Paul Telegdi regarding onset racism. And that show just sounds like a hot mess, and I'm glad I don't watch it. (laughs) Um, Netflix has canceled Next in Fashion, a reality-based fashion competition, after one season. Paramount Network has pulled Cops season premiere. I didn't realize it was still on the air. (laughs) And finally... Sony's Jeopardy runs out of new episodes on Friday, June 12th. Oh. Oh. All right, so let's start off with the shows. First up, Killing Eve has its season finale, and I'm actually kind of excited about next season now because the way this season ended, it looks like... Because every season so far has ended with one of them shooting, stabbing the other, and then... They take all season to get back together, and now it looks like both of them are unmoored, and they're going to go off on adventures together. I love that idea a lot. That and... was a really odd staging for that final scene. <laughs> it's like, are they going to kiss? Or yeah, are, well, no, that's are they going to kill each other? Is she going to push her off? It's like, no, don't look back, and they both do. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is they were like, well, you can go back to your old life. And just walk away and don't look back. And neither one of them could do it, which is what I liked about it. Now, do we know, has it been, has it been renewed for next season? Because I swear to God, I was watching this thing thinking, this feels like a series finale, not a, not a season finale. I can so see why know you, it's except that they haven't year? destroyed the 12. Like, I feel like that's well, where this is all they going. Kind of, they kind of said, the, the, the way it ended, it was, it was like, okay, well, this guy is pretty much the 12. And you can kill him; he'll be replaced by somebody else. And it's it's like you know an infinite hydra-headed monster that you, you just—it's just always there. You just have to deal with it. So I, to... I kind of lost interest in, in in getting rid of the twelve at that point. And so it, it just seemed everything seemed so wrapped up in a bow. Um, they they haven't picked end. up for season four. They have. They or have, have not. not. They have. Okay. They have. Okay. They have. Yeah. It just felt so final to me, especially that last shot. Will they or won't they? (laughs) (laughs) They will. They will, I tell you. Um, Carolyn had an interesting episode. (laughs) True. Okay. No, she, you know, she basically has everybody in her place. Well, first she tells her daughter, you know, her daughter pours out her heart and writes this letter to her. Oh and my god, that a, was fantastic! <laughs> Carolyn picks up a blank book and basically tells Geraldine, yeah, you need to You need to, you need to leave. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> but, you know what's interesting is, even though it seemed heartless at the time, she said there are things going on. I thought she's doing it to protect her and by episodes in, she's got basically everybody <laughs> bad in her house. Oh, right, so yes. And so it was got... probably a good call, but she didn't do it the nicest way. I mean, oh, no. She's not going to win the Mother of the Year award. Not no. even close. Not even close. Her and Tywin Lannister, uh, grade A parents. <laughs> uh, Tywin, somebody joked uh, several Father's Days ago, uh, oh, uh, the Tyrion, Tywin, Tyrion's Father's Day card to Tywin, Dad, you've always been there for me. I really wish you hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but so... when she shot the uh, when she shot the dude, her boss dude, that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Because well, he was I, a, he was I, a weasel, 
and B, you can't kill Constantine. He's cool. He's fun. Well, he killed her son, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It really, it's well, so odd because as, as much as I love Constantine as a character, and I do, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm not looking forward to seeing him die. It With the way they orchestrated it, it was weird that she let him go. Yes, it's I like, agree. How would she do that? See, he didn't kill him per se. Yes, he I mean, did. He... he absolutely threw him off the roof. He tried to prevaricate and say, oh, he tripped and fell off the roof. Or he came up with all these other things. And she was like, no, stop lying. And he was like, yeah, okay. I totally kicked him. You know, it's like, but I had orders. You know, mm-hmm. that does not. He totally did. So, yeah, I, I, as much as I like Constantine and I, and, but I love the look on um, Villanelle's face when it looks like Constantine's going to get murdered. She's like, oh, she was so excited. She was like, can I have popcorn? Like, <laughs> you could tell she she was all in for it. So, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, any other thoughts before we move on? I thought it was a good season finale. I was happy with it. No? I thought it was abrupt a little bit. You know, it just seemed to me like they didn't quite lead up to it as well as they could have. Like they did, they kept, you know, dragging their feet and going around in circles and, da, 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 and then all of a sudden, ooh, that's right, we don't have another episode. We got to wrap this up now. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was, as, as much as, I mean, it was a good episode and all of that, but it just seemed a little sudden to me. I can see that. Alas, poor Dasha. Uh, she poor won't be Dasha. missed. I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> well, Dasha, you know, I killed Dasha. They, I killed they, Dasha. <laughs> everybody killed Dasha. I feel I bad that I didn't now. kill Dasha. I stomped at her chest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, I they say she's dead, but I noticed with the last shot that we saw of her, the, the machine did, was not flatlining. You know, it was going kind of wonky, but it wasn't flatlining. So they may be saying she's dead, but she may still pop up again. I think that's possible. You can't keep mm. a good villain down. Yeah. I don't know if I need her back. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it depends how much they, you know, like her and want to write for her, I guess. But she was definitely, I mean, they if they had had a flat line, I would have said, okay, that's the end. But I noticed specifically that it had not flatlined when we cut away from her. Okay. Um, any other thoughts? Okay, I think that's it. Yes? Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Legends of Tomorrow, mainly because I was bored. <laughs> that's, that's like 90% of the reason why I watched it. And I haven't watched a single episode all season. I will lead up with that. I have not seen Legends all season. I watched the finale... Purely because I heard the thong song was in it. And I was like, really? <laughs> How are they going to pull that off? That's what gets you to watch the Legends That finale. was 100% the reason why I watched it. Because I heard that that was in there. And I was like, how are they going to pull that off? And once I saw that, I was like, okay. All right, I'm in. What did you guys think? Um, I, I want to say something quickly because I can just parrot what you just said i although you didn't talk about whether you liked the episode or not did you i mean i feel like you didn't i thir- um, no i thoroughly enjoyed thong song oh that no was, I, that was the highlight yes, just the thong song but you didn't i don't know i was like wait did you talk about the actual episode um i thong, also did thong, not thong, see thong. i also did not see any of the season after uh maybe i saw one or two episodes after crisis and um not that it was dc's fault in any way i mean they were not really involved um but I just was kind of turned off after crisis and I was like, I need a break. Um, so I didn't watch any of it. And although it wasn't thong song that brought me to the episode, um, I, you know, I just heard that it was fun and that I kind of really didn't need to know what was going on. So I also watched it after having not seen the entire back half of the season. Um, and I thought it was hilarious. And yes, they did a cute job of, of, um, I will go into details. There was like the hall of, shame or the hall of murderers or the hall of like yeah, all things hall of horrible. Villains. It was a hall of, hall oh, of hall villains. Oh, hall of villains. But but I mean and then it like a museum, like a natural history museum. And he was it Cisco? Is that the guy who sang Thong Song? Yeah. Um 
he was featured. And was it the real Cisco? I feel like yes, it was. Yes, it was. Right? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. He was credited. Yeah, I feel like it was. I just did want to speak at a turn. I was like, oh my God, they got Cisco to do this? Um, it's not like he's doing anything else. But I was going to well, say. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, but he's but he's making fun of himself, which again, I guess, isn't a big deal. Um, so Have you seen he's ever recently. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So anyway, he he was featured in one of the displays, and he fully performed to all its glory the thong song. Um, but I just want to speak to the episode in, in and of itself. Uh, it, to me, reminded me why I like the show so much, and I always have. I mean, is it a great show? Absolutely not. Does it serve a purpose? absolutely it's just light and fun and silly um there's great you know kind of chemistry between all the people except i don't know the last few new ones i'm not it's not it's not pretentious like a lot of the other dc shows yeah you know what i mean it's not remotely trying to be anything it's not i will say i was confused about the two there's two characters that are there were two of the same person it took me it took me way too long to realize (laughs) that that was the same person separate yeah, oh, yeah, well, no, that yeah, because I was like, wait, she looked just like, wait, what? And I was literally confused. Until... That's what you happen when you skip a season. Yes, that's yeah, true. Well, and also, though, I mean, I, I, I caught on, I think, a bit quicker, it sounds like, Libya. And I realized it's a time show. So I was like, oh, like, crossed universes, something, something, something. You know well, what yeah, I mean? Like, did, that didn't bother me or anything. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I just meant, like, I got it right away. As soon as I saw two of them, I was like, oh, there's two of them. You know what I mean? And I knew that one of them was going to be toast by the end of the episode. Because, you know, two people can't occupy the same timeline, blah, blah, blah. So, um it's my point no surprises it's not deep it's not pretentious it was just really a lot of fun and i agree with whoever said that you could pretty much get away with seeing that episode enjoying it for itself the only thing i didn't understand and now it's kind of like a flashback for me i'm like great i know how it ends now i'll go back and see what led up to it um uh was how she ended up being like a fate you know and that whole like that was confusing to me well yeah what they established is that Charlie was always a fate. She was in hiding from the sisters. The fates Got ended up being it. the big. The fates ended up being the big bad for this season because, you know, with the constant bringing Constantine in, and um, Astra is a person tied to him from the comics. So, I mean, they, they had a they had a fun season. Um, That's know, cool. And last week's episode, especially. Uh, Clotho, aka Charlie, to protect the legends, puts them in these cheesy television shows <laughs> in this dystopian future. So, uh, my favorite was Star Trip <laughs> with Captain Lance and, um, oh, I can't remember her girlfriend's name, but they're, they're co captains of this ship of the wave of the USS Wave Rider, but all the women wear long pants and all the guys are in short shorts. <laughs> That's so, but no, it's worth it. You know, all the, the entire season will be available for streaming uh, this week on Netflix because of the deal that uh, CW made with them a couple of years ago. So, you know, considering we're running out of shows to watch, that's one that you can have fun with. Yay! Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I, I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And since we are running out of television, I don't mind going back and and watching those episodes i think i would still and i think i would enjoy it because i was like uh because like you said i got burned out at the crossover the crossover totally burned me out and i was like not interested in um any of the other stuff so yeah uh so let's move on okay yeah yeah just just don't be so bored that you think you want to watch the flash because the flash was not (laughs) okay (laughs) That worked for me. All right, next up, we're going to No talk... one will ever see that board. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, we're going to talk about The Great, episodes five and six. And I will, full disclosure, I've seen five, but I did not see six because I forgot. I'm sorry. So let's talk about episode five, which I what I really liked about episode five was the best friend who decides to uh, poison Peter because he thought that he got a nod from his wife. He was like, didn't you give me the nod? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, when you gave me that look, that was the do something and poison him look, right? And she's like, uh, no. Uh, that cracked, that whole conversation cracked me up. Because that does feel like 
Because, I mean, I get why he feels like he failed his wife, because he's sitting there watching her abs, and he thinks that it's against her will. And I feel like it's not as against her will as he thinks it is. I think she kind of enjoys it, too. And I think to just keep his sanity, he has to believe that she doesn't. So all those things kind of came together, and he poisoned him, and it was fantastic. Like, it actually was good because it took a while. Like, he poisoned him... And he didn't get sick immediately. It, like, took a day or so, and then he got sick, and then turned colors and vomited everywhere and was really disgusting. Just, like, it was terrible. And I like that their diagnostic was totally wrong on what they thought it was, and it was it was crazy. Um, and just the, the conspirators trying to get Catherine on this throne, they're like, okay, this is our moment. We gotta come up with a plan. I was like, how do you guys not already have a plan? Like, you've been having these meetings, like, every week, and you don't have a plan for this. So, all of that was great. It was really hilarious. Okay, other people speak. What did you think? I just thought it was a really funny episode. Um, they, the, all the stuff that they did with the poisoning and, and the, the supposed cure. I mean, the, the look of, of 18th century medicine was pretty hilarious. It's, it's like they, they don't really have to do too much in that area to make it weirder than it already is. <laughs> and so, I mean, I was surprised that they didn't have him like, you know, just, just bleeding to death with leeches. I was about to say leeches. That was yes. <laughs> standard thing. That was, that was the, the cure all for everything back then. And more people died from, from being bled than from any other disease, really. Um, but uh, all of that was, all of that was so perfect. And I love that they finally had Grigor act out because you've been just, he's, he's been like this bomb ready to go off. Yeah, since yeah, the very gonna... first episode, and and he's you know he's watching he's watching his wife being taken by by uh, Peter over and over again, and clearly she does not mind this as no. much as he wants her to. Right. So yeah, it's it, you know and all of that just watching it finally come to a head was was just brilliant. Um, what I love also is when they finally decide on who the the poisoners are, or at least the best suspects. <laughs> and he ha- he he just he murders like five different guys, mostly for no reason, uh, just because they happen to be close to where where the poisoning happened. And you know, there's this chain of people lying, just this, hanging from for the rafters. And he looks at the crowd and says. Anyone who wants to, to to criticize, you know, give me an idea. It's like, sure, everyone's going to speak up now. It was it was fantastic. It was just this obliviousness of of Peter, um, the sociopathic obliviousness. Yeah. I I love that. I love how they are not. Um, they've done an incredible job of like not making him into a mustache twirling you know, like a caricature of, of, mm-hmm. of, who, you know, of, of him, you know, the, the czar or whatever, but also at the same time, like it, again, it goes back to tone. Like they do make him horrible. You know what I mean? So like, oh, yeah. um, and somehow it's still funny. So like, it would be less funny or less poignant or less powerful. I don't know. Pick a word. Uh, uh, you know, if they tone down the grotesqueness of his, you know, of his behavior, uh, but at the same time, he, he's still somehow likable, or at least it's funny. You know what I mean? Like the stuff mm-hmm. he does is not remotely funny, but somehow they're able to, you know, make it really funny. So I just, to me, like you said, Allison, you pointed it out. It, it's like a perfect little microscope or, or magnifying glass to, to just why the show works so well for me, you know, that it can do that in that scene. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the other part, uh, section where um, Catherine and his aunt, uh, you know, go to the front lines. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh, that was fantastic. It was amazing. And for again, for so many levels, you know, it doesn't shy away from the, the horrors of war and the brutality and gives us a real insight into, you know, Catherine and her motivation, you know, as to like why she really knows she has to make a difference and make the change. But what I would love to talk about, I don't know if you guys talked about this last episode or, or you know, podcast, but um, I love the aunt she is fantastic. Aunt Elizabeth, kind of, yes. Yes, Aunt Elizabeth. She's kind of like the nutty professor. She's, yeah. At first I thought... Just I think, but be isn't a, she being a little deliberately insane to make people leave yeah, her alone? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, yeah. yes that's, okay. you know, that's why that's 
what I'm where I'm going with this. At first, I thought she was just going to be comic relief, and she was going to come in and out of a scene and in and out of an episode where she does some sort of you know funny thing and moves on. You know, like the butterflies. You know what I mean? And I thought, well, I'm I'm here for this. You know, like that's cool. But she is no way. I mean, she's has proven herself to be really smart and 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 you know, uh, you know, um, not conniving necessarily, but you know, astute, political. Um, but yet she's got a heart. You know, uh, she's a feminist. I love how she like can, is able to support Catherine, even though you know Nicholas, or you know, is her son. And so she has turned out to be a fantastically layered character. I think the actress who's playing her is wonderful. Um, so yeah, so I don't know if anyone's talked about her, but this episode really made her shine to me. And um, you know, their conversations in the carriage, all of their conversations, her one-on-ones with Catherine are fantastic. Um, so yeah, she's really, pr- I love her character so much. Uh, so yeah, so I thought it was a great episode for her. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought actually this, this particular episode was the one that really sold me on her character and, and made me think that she's more than just this one note joke. Um, because really there's, there's so many levels to her. There's so many layers and I disagree about one thing. I think she is conniving. I think she's very calculating. She has to be in order to right. survive this environment and she's brilliant. So no, the that's what I she, said. I said yeah. that she was showing herself to be like conniving and manipulative. I was oh, like, I don't know if it's necessarily conniving, but I meant that no, that's that she is. Yeah, She's we're political. all agreeing. We're all agreeing yeah, on that. Yeah, agreeing with you. Yeah, we're yeah because with you. The, you know, I mean, just the 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 idea that she she comes off as just nutty to the audience. That's how she comes off to the people around her. So they think that oh well, she's benign. She's not going to be a threat, and that's how she stays alive. Correct. But. Yes. Really, she's in control of a lot more than yes. she lets on, which is which is brilliant. All right, well, and I, I, oh, wait, well, I gotta I gotta sorry. move you guys on to the next episode because we still gotta go on the other show. So go go oh, to right. go to episode go six, please. Go ahead, Allison. Because I didn't watch oh. this one, so you guys gotta carry the the episode six. Okay, this one was um, oh, where Peter decides he's going to turn a new leaf because he survived uh, this this poisoning um yeah this was hilarious and actually um what i loved about this is this is one of the the moments where you you find yourself starting to like peter despite yourself you know he's he's like he hasn't really reformed he's still doing horrible things but he thinks he's being so much better and and there's like this weird element inside him it's almost childlike really that uh, you know he 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 wants to be better than than he was before he just hasn't got the vaguest idea how or what better even means you know part of it is that he's he's completely a sociopath the other is that he's been so sheltered for his entire life no one has ever said no to him so he doesn't know what the difference is and he's and, got mommy issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah huge rather huge um so all of that, all of that was fantastic. And the show is called Parish. This episode is called Parachute um, for a moment that happens at the very end, uh, which is a perfect example of, of it, it's sort of like Peter in a nutshell. It's like, yes, let's embrace science. And, and his means of doing it is, is throwing a dog with a parachute off the second floor balcony and just, you know, seeing if it'll land or not. And if it doesn't, well, that's entertainment too. Uh, uh. That sounds a little crazy. And the whole time, and the whole time, I, you know, he was like in the air. He was, but first of all, I mean, I knew he was going to throw it, but I didn't want him to. But the whole time, I kept thinking, like, which direction is the show going to take this? Which direction is the show going to take this? You know, and I, the, I mean, the whole time that dog was landing or coming down, I was like, please don't die, please don't die, please don't die. And again, that is another same thing. It just shows me how, you know, the, the absurdness of the situation is pretty freaking hilarious. But at the same time, it's like, you know, appalling. Um, and it, it just just so many things. And But the other thing I like, we just finished talking about, you know, really the show showing us the shades and the complexity of the aunt. But this episode, what they're doing brilliantly, uh, the whole show, of course, but this episode also, they... 
again, he's not the mustache twirling uh, villain. And we they really are trying to give us an idea of why he is so effed up. You know what I mean? They're, you know, he's got daddy issues. He's got mommy issues. The aunt sees that, you know, and those moments where she was like, your your mother said this about you or, you know, you're you you know, you want that like she's I, I do love the maternal kind of relationship the aunt has with with him uh she knows that he's a sociopath but she you know is you know still trying to love him and support him and she knows more than anyone probably why he turned out that way and the show gives us these little insights to keep us from completely hating him or from completely thinking he's just a caricature um and so you know and that's really important we i I remember everyone talking about the avengers you know and how much people liked what they did with thanos you know that they kind of really kind of showed us his motivations and blah 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 so you know that's what we want we want to like hate our villains i mean they have to be good villains and he is a good villain, not in the sense of good and bad a person, but he's really layered and, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, you know, ambiguity or, you know, whatever. Well, we, he, we, he's, can, yeah. can we wrap this up? We got to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that, that, that was, this was a good episode for us to see Peter, uh, not, uh, yeah, Peter, and his, you know, layers and stuff. So, I mean, the show just keeps giving you, you know, more stuff and doing it so well. So yeah, it's a great, great show. All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about Central Park, and this was Tom's pitch. I remember, was it a couple weeks ago, Tom was raving, last week. Up, was it last week, was raving about Central Park, yeah. and then pressed us all to watch it, and so I have seen the first two episodes. There were three, but I've only seen the first two, um, and I'll give you, my, it, it's fun. I like the, I like Josh Gad as the narrator. I... I don't know if this would be a show I would normally watch, uh, but you know you're running out of stuff. To I'm running watch, out of stuff, Lydia. and it's it's okay. <laughs> it's not terrible. The bar it's not be like pretty low. I was like, I'm not ready to gouge my eyes out or anything with it. But I watched two episodes, and I was like, ah, that was all right. And then I moved on. <laughs> so you're saying it's no Star Girl? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Stargirl oh, this week. Oh, the shade. I totally forgot about that show this week, which is good, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it was, eh, it was it was okay. I mean, like I said, I really like Josh Gad's character being the, the creepy stoop on people's lives and being the narrator. I enjoy him, and I like the villain. I thought the villain was pretty great, but I find the family very bland. I was just not that moved by the family. Well, they're kind of your standard sitcom family. Yeah, but there's nothing that stands yeah. out about them, I didn't think. Like, eh. <laughs> I, was, uh, I mean, I'll open it up. What did you guys think? I I mean, did you watch all three episodes? No, I've watched two. Yusin? Oh, you. No, Yusin. Oh, um, uh, I watched two, two and a half. I didn't finish three, and that should probably tell you a little something about what I'm about to Ruh-roh. say. Um, <laughs> didn't, quite, didn't quite finish three. But you go, because I really want to hear I feel like you really... You no, like I, I talked about it some last week. I was hoping to talk about oh, episode see. three today. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I... Um, uh, here's what I will say. Uh, I... I I think we you know we've talked about this before on the show. I love musicals, um, any kind, the actual ones that are you know put on stage and t- television musicals and musicals on TV. Um, so and Josh Gad is incredibly talented and just literally built for musicals, um, his voice and his singing abilities. So when it started with him, I thought, oh, I'm gonna love this. You know what I mean? And I was like, yay! It's gonna be wacky and weird, and immediately recognized. Kristen Bell's voice. She's also very talented, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so I really thought in the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, this is going to be a gem. And then it kind of started to lose me and I, it almost lost me completely, but it was so, it, it was just so funny and bizarre and it was weird. And I, I, I want to say that I liked the show in spite of itself. Cause there was like enough where I was kind of like, I'm going to lean towards what Libby was saying. I don't know. Maybe if I watch the show, keep watching it, which I likely will. Um, The characters were sort of bland, but like Tom said, that's kind of a sitcom, you know, character. So, and it's only the first two episodes. Maybe they'll get whatever. Here's where they almost lost me and and I can stop talking. Um, Well, there's two things I want to say. One is I, I just, I hate poop jokes. You know, I don't like, you know, any sort of anything. I just, you know, that's why I had to stop watching South Park. Cause like, you know, there were way too many poop jokes. I will, however, say 
this is the this is indicative or very representative of the whole sh- how I feel about the show. So they they started that poop song, you know, either in the first or second episode, and it, I literally was like, oh, are they really going there? Is it going to just be? And then I listened and I thought, okay, that's pretty hilarious. I was like, this is cute, you know. So I like the show in spite of itself. Um, I love. I will put a shout out to Stanley Tucci. He plays. <laughs> oh. My God, <laughs> thanks the old lady, you know, miserly, you oh, know, whatever. Fantastic. Yeah. And I and I, I was recognizing a lot of people's voices. Love Leslie Odom and his singing, so I, I, I recognized him. I was like, is that? You know, it reminded me because a lot of the um, songs are very uh, talky, you know, like, uh, oh, so yeah. it kind of, it, I heard his voice right from Hamilton, you know, like just kind of very, you know, narratively, like, you know, I'm telling a story as I'm singing a song. So I was like, oh, is that Leslie Odom? I could not for the life of me guess who Bitsy was. I just couldn't. And <laughs> my God, was, is that a man's voice? And I thought, no, 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 no. It's a woman's voice. And then I was like, is it though a man's voice? And for fun, I refused to let myself, you know, IMDB it. And I just, I watched and watched and watched. Um, and then when I found out it was Tucci, I was like, oh, my God, he is enjoying himself more than any human being could possibly enjoy, you know, doing a voiceover. You can just, it's dripping with like, he is just having fun, you know what I mean? Um, And just going for it. So that in and of itself makes the show enjoyable. So lastly, I will close with, however, I was into the third episode and midway, I kind of was like, I feel I could go to sleep right now. Like, as in go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I was like, I don't even need to watch the last 10 or 15 minutes of this show. I'll watch the rest of it in the morning. I mean, who does that? It leads to a big comic set piece. That's it? Okay, good. So, yeah, I wasn't going to stop watching the show forever. But, I mean, really, who goes to bed, you know, in the last 10 minutes of a show? And I was like, I can wait till tomorrow. So that's kind of how I feel about the show. I'm definitely going to give it a chance for multiple reasons. But I'm like with Livia. I don't absolutely don't hate it, but I don't love it. And I feel like I should like it more. So maybe I will. Did you recognize Helen's voice, Bitsy's assistant? Who was oh, that? Oh, yes, I did. I did. David Naveen, because he's David on a... Di- he's on David a, Diggs. Oh, oh, was it David Diggs? Yeah, David Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. Oh, Diggs. Yes. Yeah, okay, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Um, I recognized his voice from, of all things, Blackish as the annoying, yep. you know... Um, brother. You know, social justice... As the brother. Your brother. Yeah. Absolutely recognized his voice, I, and I didn't. And then I and I was like, "Does he sing?" And then I thought, "Oh, Hamilton, duh." Hamilton. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he was. Wasn't he in Hamilton? I'm almost. Yes, positive. yes, you're right. Yeah. Oh. How about how about yes, Titus yeah. Burgess as the little boy? But, the boy. I guys, guys, yeah. guys, we got to wrap this one up. Yeah. So yeah, so the voice the voice cast is out, outstanding, outstanding. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows. And Peter, what happened? You dropped off. This was your show. I know. I've just been playing. I've been. It's more. It's not. Any, no, it's nothing against what we do in the shadows. Actually, I watched. I watched the week before's episode, and I thought it was pretty good. I just haven't seen the new one. Um, honestly, I've just been crazy about Breath of the Wild. I've just been playing the Zelda game, for like over a hundred <laughs> hours. I've just been so obsessed. Oh my God. So, no, no, I, I like. I like what we do in the shadows. Although I will say this. Um, and then you guys can talk about the new episode. Um, as much as I I love the show, it's funny because I felt like the beginning of the second season, I was like, oh, this is a great idea that Guillermo is actually, he actually is can be a slayer. And I don't, I'm not sure if they've done as much with that as I was wanting them to. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I still love the characters, though. I mean, you know, so um, it's almost like this season has had some good one-offs. Like, I loved yes. Colin Robinson's episode when he gets hair like it. I love the one with Laszlo and um, Mark Hamill when he when he runs a bar like there's good things like that. But I don't know if the whole season has worked as well for me conceptually. But again, I still like it, but I didn't see the new episode. All right. What did you guys I, think? I, I, I want to just jump in right there because I can talk about that. Uh, exactly. I actually had that exact thought, Peter, was because uh, I got really excited when he went to that like um, 
you know, the Vampire Killers Anonymous or whatever, you know, and we saw Craig Robinson. And I really thought that that was going to be, you know, sitcoms don't have to absolutely have like a running thread through them, like a, you know, like a uh, the good place. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to have a full, but it's kind of nice if it does, you know, especially if it's both, you know, you've got the the issue of the the episode one, one, you know, one off and then, but then through it, there's that thread. So I also, it was identical. I just had this thought when I finished watching it. I was like, because now they're dealing with, um, Guillermo, and it's also funny, but um, they kind of dropped the vampire killer thing, and now he wants like rights. You know, he wants breaks, and he wants a Sunday off, and you know, so so now it's all about his his work, you know, conditions and stuff. So, um, you know, he's becoming much. Uh, he's showing growth, which is also great. That's a good mark of a good, you know, writing in a show. He's not just always going to be this doormat. So um, I think he's gotten some confidence and strength from him being a vampire killer. And now he's demanding, you know, workers' rights. So that is funny and it's a good take. But I am also disappointed that they kind of let the vampire killer thing go. I mean, it was very funny and it introduced new characters and I thought they were going to kind of run with it. So they didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also a thousand percent agree with with Peter, I think the two one-offs he mentioned are were the apex so far of the season, and uh, otherwise it's it's just always funny. But those two were exceptional, um, and uh, you know I'll give it to Tom. So if you want to talk about the actual episode, yeah, uh, this episode is called The Witches, and they uh, basically uh, Laszlo disappears in the t- in uh, kind of the cold opening of the show, and um, why can't I think of her name? I always forget her name. His oh, wife, Nadja. Nadja thing. Nadja blames it on the witches, and then we get this. Uh, the other vampires like she always blames everything on witches. You know, she tripped over the carpet. Witches. But of course, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. So funny. And she then, was so glad that she was right for the first time. Yeah. And then they they go out into the alley, and of course, you know, uh, nobody wants to, nobody wants to believe her until the other guy. The other vampire dude disappears, just leaving Nadia and Guillermo and the uh, energy vampire. Colin. So Colin Robinson. Colin Robin. <laughs> Colin Robinson. I love so basically... how they say his full name. I yes. love how they say, say Colin. Yeah. Colin Robinson. It's got to be Colin Robinson. So basically, the, the the guy the guy vampires have been kidnapped by the witches because they the witches want to harvest their sperm to to because it fuels their immortality. And uh, there was this great gag where the head witch basically, it, it turns out that she, she had taken Nadia's form, you, you know, centuries before. Well, sort, sort of. of. Sort of. <laughs> she, dupl- she duplicates the form and it's like Nadia's younger, hotter cousin. <laughs> I, thought was, well, was- I thought it was clever because... Um, because Laszlo's like, I can't see the difference. Raise your hand. But he's like, I don't know who to respond to. You both look so much the same. <laughs> it's like looking into a mirror. That was great. And it's just going, a supremely yeah, she's silly she's show. Just, she's just a duckhead woman with an accent. Oh yes, yes. Not just says that, and then, but but this is important, guys, because they closed the show on this. Then they were like, she was like, do you just sleep with anybody with long hair and an accent? You with know? long dark hair, non dark hair, long black hair, hair and an accent. Nando has long yeah. dark hair and an accent, and then every cricket, look everybody gets other. really quiet. You know what I mean? And then, oh, no, you did it. You know, and then at the end, well, it was really smooth. I mean, they really went there. You know, and yeah, the they show, did. You, I mean, they had actual. Um, how, am I allowed to say this? Hard-ons. They like showed them. I at first I thought they were just kind of intimating it, and then they turned to each other, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then they were like, you wanna, you know, can we, you wanna just, you know, finish your job? And then I was like, oh my god. <laughs> And that wouldn't have been as funny, you know, if they hadn't said that whole, like, well, Nando has an accent and long black hair, you know? So, yeah, no, that, it was, it was, it was a, it was a really good episode as well. But, yeah. It was very it's funny. A, it's a funny show. As somebody who's come to the show in the last half of the season versus the first half, I'm supremely enjoying it, so. 
I love that you're enjoying it without even having like watched a lot of it or like watched the buildup, which you don't really need because you know you've been seeing these these are one offs. But yeah. um, yeah, that makes me happy that you're able to really appreciate the way we do, and we're all like a fan. You, so should, that's you should make an effort to see season one, though, because there's some real gem episodes, especially yeah. the season finale is like a mind blower. It really yeah. is. It really is. The for the for the guest appearances alone, you oh, really wow. need yeah. to see it. And, and yeah. really, it, it deserves that. Oh, wow. When you when you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The stunt casting is fantastic. And it, it's woven into the plot. Tom, you'll appre- you'll 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 thank us. Do it. Go back. <laughs> well, I, I have thanked you already for introducing me to it this season. So, guys, guys, we gotta we gotta move on. We're so, good. So it's all good. Thumbs up. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Snowpiercer, and I want to start with Peter mainly because we talked about Snowpiercer when it premiered, and he wasn't on or he hadn't seen it, and now he has seen it, and I want to get your opinion without worrying about. Yeah, I wasn't part of that discussion either. I was not. Oh, okay. That we were there. Yeah. I don't, okay, cool. Uh, so what did you guys think of uh, the premiere? Well, I, I had seen the first 10 minutes. Um, it, you know, uh, yeah, I, I saw about like the first 10 minutes, the first week came out, and I really didn't like the production value. And even though I love Parasite, I'm not a huge fan of the Snowpiercer movie. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's going to be the same thing. But then I remember Libya in the podcast was like, well, actually – that it actually becomes something else. And I don't know, one day I was just at home this week and I was like, well, at, I mean, I'm always at home. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put Snowpiercer on. Let me just see. And there's a murder mystery. And I was right. like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. And the guy from Hamilton, um, what's, his, what's the actor's Dobby name? Diggs. Yes, he, we just did He used to be a homicide detective. And so even though he's in the tail section – they know who he is, and so that they bring him on board to solve this case. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, I was still a little frustrated at the premiere that we're dealing with, um, for lack of a better word, <laughs> the tall guy with the mustache who was the jerk in uh, who was Negan's right hand man. Oh, that dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come on, you know. But Although I say, he's supposed to be one of the nominal good guys in this. So. He's still a bully, though, to be honest. He's a bu- yeah, yeah. Is, he, yeah, you're right. He's a good guy, but he's a bully. That's right. the He's a jerk. But, he's a good um, guy. But I thought I – thought watch, I watched two episodes. I think three of Eric's. I watched two of them. And uh, no, I'm uh, – you know, look, I, I, I'm, you know, I, uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and I, I like the cast. And I do think – I think that my observation is, is that – the premiere, when it starts, it kind of starts the characters in almost like archetypal or stereotype kind of roles. And by the time you get to the second episode, characters start to – little layers start to peel a little. Like, um, like there's a – so whenever he is doing his case trying to figure stuff out, there's a there's a woman who was a – I think was she supposed to be like a Detroit rookie cop or something? Oh, you mean one of the guards? The, the blonde right, but remember woman? he's yeah. like – Right. So she is pretty terrible when you first meet her. But now as the show's gone on, I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I kind of sort of like her now. Like, I think there's more to her. Yeah, they Um, humanize her more. They humanize her more. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. I thought that there's a whole thing where, like, we see two two things. We see just how fast the cold is with someone losing an arm. And then um, there's a whole uh, cattle scene where they're gonna because they're like oh well who else who else would have a bone cutter like oh because part of the um the murdered body is like the the limbs are like pretty perfectly cut and they're like right. oh well that would make sense so they go and they're like i think the cattle guy's like no 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 no, you can't come in here unless you have a warrant and then there's an accident on the the snow like uh like an avalanche and everything and the, that guy just gets like obliterated you see well what's crazy is even just watching the, the cows is. like even like the cows, see, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just see how fast like, they all just die. Um, so yeah. I'm curious to see what Allison thinks because I would think Allison probably would have been like me in the first 20 minutes and I'm like, yeah, this is all right. It's like I don't know, but I'm I'm enjoying it now and I'll watch the third episode soon. So what do you guys think? Well, I'm uh, I'm in I'm in it, you know. So I'm I'm watching it. I I will say I was not like you. I was I was not a huge huge fan of 
the movie Snowpiercer. I thought it was entertaining. I didn't think it was as great as people were making it out to be. Um, stylishly, you know, and, and stylistically, I think it was it was be- beautifully done. Um, but and I think that if there's been a lot of criticism about the TV show in comparison to the movie, and I think most of those have to do with, you know, the, the quality of the filming and that sort of thing. And you can, you can see there is definitely a budget difference and, and how things are shot. Um, so, but, but I'm not that in, I'm not that crazy about that because I was not that crazy about the original film. So it doesn't bother me so much. I realize it's a series and I did actually like the way they started off in the premiere because a rich Snowpiercer is based on a French comic book, and in the very beginning, and the, the 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 opening moments of the premiere, they start off in animation, and it's kind of a, a nod to the source material, which is a nice thing. And then they segue from that into live action. So I liked that little bit. That was that was nice. I have to say, I'm not thrilled with the whole murder mystery thing. You know, you've got this whole science fiction class consciousness issue going on and you know people uh fighting for dominance and moving up in the train and all of that and and you the, the, just reducing it to a murder mystery seems kind of trivial to I, don't, but I don't I'm think they're reducing they... I don't think that they're reducing it I think because Snowpiercer was cuz I was wondering how can you change a 2 hour movie into a series what are you going to add to it and I think the well, murder in mystery... this case, it's the murder mystery. Right. And yeah. I think I, that I'm that... hoping it's just an introduction to it and they wrap it up and they move on to other things soon. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Because right, right. as as a crux, you know, if, if this is like, oh, we're supposed to go the whole season trying to figure this out. That's that's going to be really well, boring. I, I, feel but, like, you know... I feel like we're already close to solving it even after the second episode. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I get that impression. I'm hoping that's true because, yeah, there's there's so much more that could be interesting about the story. Now, also part of the reason that I tuned in is I'm a huge fan of Dobby Diggs, and I love seeing him, and they gave him a great role. Yeah, he's and, really good. And, and, you get to see a, and you get to see a lot of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's so, so, you know, I'm, I'm interested in his character. I'm interested in everything that's happening with, with people in the tale, um, you know, and, and all of that, the, the class issues that go on. I will say that there is, like, a reveal that they have at the very end of the premiere, right. which should have been kept to the end of the season because it's, like, it, it's a, it should be a huge thing. It, and it's, it runs counter to the information we were given in the movie, basically about who runs this. Right. And who's actually in was charge. Was it Mr. Wilson? And, yeah. Yeah. And, right, Mr. Uh, Wilson. Right, and right. You yeah. find out, I mean, you know, I, I, is it a spoiler for me to come right out and just say it? Because it is in the very premiere. Go ahead. Uh, it's in the pilot. Yeah, say it's, it. It's, yeah, it is that there is no Mr. Wilson. Uh, the person in charge is Jennifer Connelly's character, right. Melanie. And I guess either the idea is we're going to find out at some time maybe it was a, a Wilson and he died or he, you know, he couldn't get on the train or maybe there was never a Wilson and she invented him just so she could, you know, because she figured nobody would follow her. Um, the, whatever it is, she is the one in charge and one of the, the uh, supporting people, one of the engineers, refers to her as Mr. Wilson. Um so I it, that would have been really fascinating if they had not told us that until at least the the last episode of the first season because that could have been a really fascinating reveal and I yeah I, I don't know they I don't understand why they threw that away so fast but either way I think there's still enough involved in the show that um, and particularly since let's face it there's not that much on TV and we're all stuck inside. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to keep watching it, definitely. Okay. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this was the second episode of the season. And we're already done with 1931. That was fast. Well, mo- most of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Some, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Chromacon. Enoch. Enoch. Yeah. Enoch. I knew that something was going to happen, mainly because... I was like, okay, we have a regular guy coning here, and then we got all our robot conings. Koenig. Koenigs, thank you. And I was like, there has to be an explanation. And 
I as soon as he got like five feet behind everybody else, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So, what do you, what did you guys think of this episode? Because I mean, it was good. Like the only thing I thought was silly was it's like Daisy has never seen time travel movies. I was like, she's like, just kill him now and we'll fix the future. And I was like, that's not how time travel works. I really thought that how is Daisy not aware how time travel works? How is that possible? She She just doesn't care. Yes, but she... Well, they were in the past. They, they missed Avengers Endgame because they were traveling to the past, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I get that she doesn't care, but you can't not care when you're talking about whether or not she's even going to be born. Like, And you're making my point. I feel like it's lazy writing. You guys know how much I love the show. I do. And I, you know, and Libby and I talked about this a little bit like a week or two ago about just how in during these times for multiple reasons, you know, we, you know, we're, we're all looking for new shows to watch and we're binging and this and that, but there is something so comforting and great and yummy about watching a show whose characters you already know and you're super invested in. And I mean, I'm not saying anything revelatory, but my point is on top of really liking the show, it's just so nice to see them again. You know, it's like seeing friends you haven't seen in a few years and they come for a visit. So I'm like, yay, you know, but I, I think it's just lazy writing, just like the scene in, um, you know, where they're in the train car and, you know, he's like, let us look through the, the, the bottles, you know, of booze. And they both turn their backs. So casually. Oh, I know, I know that was ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, come on, Mac would never do that, you know? And then he, they turn around and he's got a gun on them. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, you had to know that was going to happen, right? right like right. you shouldn't have done that in the first place. So I won't go into all the details, but that was a, that's a very indicative to me of multiple times they did stuff like that during the episode. And so as much as I love the show, I'm great, happy they're back. I'm really fond of the characters. I haven't been super psyched about the return. Like, I just feel like they're kind of like, eh, last season, let's move to the end. You know, like, we're going to get you there. Doesn't matter if the writing's that good. We're just, you know, here, here, here are the steps and we're going to get you there. Because I didn't believe most of the stuff that happened, including, and this is all I'll say, really, because, you know, I'm going to watch the show, like, no matter what. And I'm excited to see how they finish, blah, blah, blah. But Daisy just arbitrarily, literally being like, nope, just do it. I was like, that's lazy writing too. You know what I mean? So she I'm, wouldn't I'm go up. Against, she wouldn't go against Colson and Max. Max. Like no, Max or Colson. Yes, that's lazy writing. You know what I mean? I thought there's no way she's so respectful of both of them. And you know the scene, and they've already talked about the ripples and all this stuff. So it's not even like, oh, well, maybe she wasn't thinking of it. She knew. So that to me is just lazy writing. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, Ugh, I, you know, I love this show. Please don't go out on a whimper. But whatever, I'm in it, and I'm happy they're back. Oh, and I liked May's return. I thought I, I liked that there's something wrong. Like they, brought, she was dead. They brought her back from the dead, and now there's a problem. Yeah, I, think I like. That, that. I think that's interesting. Uh, and that was so cold when she walked by Colson, and he was like, "Well, I'm kind of Colson, but I'm not." And such and such and such, blah blah blah. And she goes, "She's like, you're not Colson, so whatever." And like I was like, "Whoa!" Like that broke my heart. Yeah, um, and she was like. Colson's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what like, said. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, what? Whoa. Yeah, no, that was, you're right. That's a good twist. Yeah, that was good. So, yes, lazy writing for Daisy, but good writing for me. Uh, but I, if anybody has no more comment, and now we're on to another time period. I'm not sure which one. Uh, it's the, it's, I think you're it's moving to like the 50s. Late, late, late 40s, early 50s, because Sousa's going to show up. Who is? Sousa. In, the guy in her... the band? The, the dude from Dollhouse who was in Agent Carter. Oh, thank you. Okay. Now I know who you're talking about. I can't pronounce his last name, so I won't butcher it. Enver, Anver. Oh, Joe yeah, Kyle. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Are they going to link this to Agent of yes. uh, Agents? Uh, yeah, they Carter? are. Carter, yes. yes. So in the, in the oh, preview, they said, oh, yeah, he used to work with Agent he's Carter. He's Peggy Carter's former partner. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. And I'm so excited. <laughs> you should never cancel that show. Never. I'm mad about it all over again. All Thanks, right. Agent. All right. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about Quiz which is a show that just premiered on AMC. And then when I went looking for it, I was like, wait, this show is from 2011. 
It's uh, been repurposed. <laughs> it's been repurposed because we have no television. It's, it's from... not a rerun if you if it's never run in the U.S. Right. It's a there show that's from it's the UK. It's a show from the UK that ran in two, 2011 on ITV. And I watched the first two episodes, so I haven't seen the finale. I wanted to give myself a little something to wait for. So, um... Okay, episode two doesn't air till tonight, so... Oh, that's Sorry. Off yeah. Oops. It's, <laughs> it's actually. I think it's four. I think it's four episodes. It's no, it's three. only three. Oh, just three. Just yeah. three. Uh, now you guys are going to remind me how it ends. But okay, so the, I like the it, premise. Let's say the it premise ends with, of it, it ends with the wife putting the husband's name in. Oh, okay. So the whole premise of it is there's a scandal that happens uh, because what most people don't know, most Americans don't know, is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was actually a British show. That the U.S. ironically bought from the U.K. <laughs> um, and so it's about the original uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And the scandal is that some pe- somebody cheated. Or did they? They um, worked the system. They worked the yeah. system. Uh, and it's basically showing how they did it. Um, wow. Yeah. So you guys talk. A little bit about it since well, it's mainly Tom. You're the one who got us on it. So, what'd you, no, what'd you I, like about it? I thought it was interesting. I'm a big fan of Matthew of of Matthew McFadden ever since uh, MI5 and uh, Pride and Prejudice, the uh, Kira Knightley version, as well as Succession. So it's interesting he's been playing, been playing these kind of not necessarily even anti heroes, but just kind of schmo. Easily corrupted schmo. That's but, true. His uh, wife is the mastermind. He's just like blindly yeah. following. He's they don't portray him as particularly bright. He's just doing what his <laughs> wife wants him to do. Kind of like his character on Succession. Yeah. <laughs> His character on Succession is a little more malevolent, but still. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's kind of getting like typecasting here. It's like, maybe you should try something else. Yeah, let's but... do the heroic thing again, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you played smart people? Yeah, more of that. Well, and, and what it is, is you, they, what I like is they show the brother and how desperate the brother is for money. And you're not quite sure why he's desperate, but you're like, okay, he owes some money to somebody. Uh, did did they get... have a toll call? Did, did he run up the phone bill trying to get on the? No, toll? which you end up. Wait, do you not wait? Do you not know where where why he owes money? So maybe well, also episode. because of all the things he did to try to cheat. Well, yes, sorry, he did yeah. invest yeah. a ridiculous amount of money trying to cheat. That's true. But there, maybe it's the second episode where they tell you who he owes exactly, exactly, exactly he what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually kind of ridiculous because the other guy's like, he's like, who do you owe? And he tells him, he's like, oh, I thought you owed the mafia. He's oh, like, no, no, that's an episode. That's an episode one. Right. Okay. So it's like, yeah. so you owe the baker? Like, <laughs> it's like that guy's not going to break <laughs> your thumbs. And he's like, I got to go on the run. And they're just like, from who? It's pretty funny. Well, this that's is funny. after the wife gave, what, $14,000? Yes, because like she had of... just, yeah, because she had just won. And she gave half the money without asking her husband, mind you. Um, yeah, it was like at least have a discussion about it before you give half your winnings to somebody. I it's don't know crazy. if the UK is a, is a community property country, but that would be. But I still feel like that's a conversation. Problematic. <laughs> I feel like that's still a conversation. You not oh, because definitely. it is her winnings. Like he can't argue that she won it, but I feel like she should have talked to him about it before she did it. Um, that's the thing that I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Uh, and also her entering his name without telling him also crazy. Like, how did she think that he was going to win? He knows nothing. Every time they watch Jeopardy in the living room at night, he gets, he always gets the answer wrong. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I think by the time she puts his name in, it's, it's, they've already got like a, they're already plugged into the system. So they're they're planning to cheat. So it doesn't matter that he doesn't know anything. They're going to find ways to filter the information to him. I think that's the idea. The because the, they showed them training him to do the little punch in things. Yeah, but along, that's to, you know, that's to get into did. the chair. But then once you get in the chair, mm-hmm. then what? Then well, but then they start. They've got the remember they've got the phone system rigged. 
um the, that's only you know, so one the question numbers yes that's one question but uh, but then there's other there there's there's other ways too i'm sure that season uh, season episode two is going to probably explore more of what they actually do i do to, I, well see show. i i've seen the episode and that the, yeah their plan was not planned <laughs> it's not a plan that <laughs> well, is that also why they were that's, caught. that's what i was about to say and that is why they got caught because they oh, did awful. they actually... were so freaking they were so freaking stupid about being greedy as Allison corrected me in a yes. text thread last night. Yes, it's they like were greedy. you don't show up in the in the audience and oh yeah, that's that's my brother who was on the show four, four times we got in the chair. Yeah. Because then ridiculous. people are gonna start to think something's wrong. Right. Which we do see. And then but she, I love the way so that what you they don't do is they... you, you don't get your husband, you get some random other guy to do it. You don't get your yeah. husband to do it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Offer him a portion of it. But yeah, it's, well everything about it was dumb. But what what I love was, you know, when they the the production team realizes that there may be something wrong and they start they're looking at all the people who are who are arrayed for you know the 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 little punch-in part of the show and they're going yeah they're just so so white white (laughs) (laughs) it's like they have a community or something figuring out how to do this yeah it it was yeah it was crazy it was it was totally crazy and then even the guy that meets him at that pub, he's like, "Did you come alone?" He's like, "Well, I brought my kids. They're in the car." And he was, like, he's like, "I told you to come alone." He goes, "No, you didn't." <laughs> that, was, that was just like, "Wow, you guys are." And they, they're like, "We call ourselves the syndicate," and I was like, "You guys are not a syndicate." And um, just what they do in the second episode is so unplanned. It's amazing they made it to a million dollars. It is amazing that they made it that far, and it's amazing that they thought they wouldn't get caught. I was going to say, they got caught, so they didn't do that a good job. <laughs> wow. And, and, regardless of, and regardless of the verdict, some of that money is going to end up going to some legal fees. Yeah, lawyers, too. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I, so that's the third episode is the, is the case. Um... I can see how they could might maybe get off, but I feel like they should go to jail just because they're dumb. Like, just the stupidity <laughs> for of being it. Dumb. Just for being, for being stupid and greedy. Yes, I was like, you guys are idiots. Um, and there, and then you hear the opening statement of their lawyer, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good defense. Like, their lawyer has a really good opening defense, and I was like, oh, they might not go to jail. Uh, but I really feel like I really hope they do. Other than the fact that the husband and wife have like three kids, like that sucks. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's all yeah. I'm going to say about that because I don't want to spoil you guys. Uh, but I enjoyed it. it. I, I should, yeah, I, I should mention that it's it's written extremely well. the The writing for the show is very very clever, and the performances are all excellent. Yes, yes, definitely, absolutely. All right, so let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, and if you guys want to see it, it's on AMC. So however you watch your AMC. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, We Novelist, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye